0: When it comes to out of body travel, I travel first class. And we'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. It's a Monday, and I'm happy, and I'm not complaining. What's up with that? Well, uh, truth is, I haven't slept a wink. I haven't slept uh, since, I guess, Saturday night here. We were supposed to have a hurricane yesterday. It wasn't much of a hurricane, but uh, middle of the night last night. Uh, just I wrapped up work around 330 four o'clock in the morning and then uh just as i was getting ready to walk away I got a message from youtube saying uh i had a strike on me and, and uh they were uh banning me for a week because of uh content that was harassment inciting violence and cyberbullying and it was due to an interview i did over a year ago with lisa cohn about her book uh which is about her life escaping the moon cult the sun young moon cult and uh, i said there's no way she's a grandmother and a mental health counselor and she wrote a book about her life in the cult and her parents one parent was a, a drug dealer and uh the other parent was in the cult of the, the moon cult and her, her struggle to get out of that and what but there was no violence in there and so but if you don't know for, for those people who don't realize this uh for most youtubers when you get a a strike you react as if your doctor just told you you have cancer it's like oh my god what am i gonna do i one more strike and i'm done or two more strikes and i'm done and it could happen quickly if they're looking back at old content a year old and saying it's finding a cyber and harassment and uh whatever inciting of violence in the content of that show that doesn't bode well for (laughs) the rest of my shows because that was about the tamest show we've had. Uh, so, uh, I I was a little nervous, so I appealed it and I won. And if you don't know, I mean, getting an apology, a written apology from YouTube, is more rare than getting a a written apology from Donald Trump. I mean, it just, just doesn't happen. They don't admit fault ever got a long written apology we apologize and they're actually going to go out of their way that if uh something does come up again they'll give me a warning Uh, i got the full written thing which i posted on twitter it's just uh so i'm in a very good mood i feel like i won the lottery i mean nobody gets an apology from youtube and reinstatement that quick so uh i won the lottery today it's a good day we're going to talk about out of body travel today uh astral projection some people call it um and i might go full, full joe rogan here on uh, on the dmt angle my guest doesn't really uh uh not too hip on the dmt angle on this whole thing so it might be a really interesting conversation i'm hopeful uh hoping to learn something today about the science and the methodology of it all you know i joke around about it i, I want to open it out about a body travel agency uh and i think during times like a pandemic it might be a good thing you know uh Travel and never leave your home. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk to her in just one moment. I got to quickly talk about my sponsors because I rambled on way too long. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by FunWise Capital. FunWise Capital, as you know, is a business lender matching platform that helps you get the best lines of credit Guaranteed. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less. And there's no effect to your credit. To see how much you can get, use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. You know we're all about the start part. Uh, get the funding. Get the best funding you can qualify for. Their strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A+ rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide un- unsecured lines of credit at zero percent interest for nine to 15 months. Unsecured term loans loans based on income short-term gap funding and bridge loans you know they got money for you for your business uh they work with real estate startups franchises restaurants any kind of business any kind of project to get started just go to applyfunwisecom slash mind or slash the link is in the description just go there okay maryland news has founded the Out-of-Body Travel Foundation in 2003 uh, to, to reduce spiritual and physical hunger worldwide. Marilyn has written 104 books, 40 magazines, and 18 CDs on out-of-body travel and a comparative religious mysticism. These out-of-body travel books, along with the accompanying music and art, are all available uh, for free download. Marilyn has experienced research, written and taught about out-of-body travel experiences and mysticism since 1987 and has appeared on innumerable radio and television programs and possibly even mine uh maybe somewhere back here in the in the uh (laughs) the catacombs of my brain to discuss her thousands of -of out-of-body experiences ladies and gentlemen please open your ears open your minds and help me welcome in marilyn Hughes to the mind dog tv podcast marilyn welcome
1: Hi, great to be here.
0: It's my (laughs) pleasure to have you here. And as I already apologize for if if I'm wrong about this, but uh, I think you might have been on my radio show once upon a time, many, 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 many years ago.
1: It's very possible because in 91 and 92, I put out the first two books and I had a publicist who had gotten me on quite a few radio shows back then. So it's very possible that we were on
0: back then <laughs> well lately the um subject of out of body type of experiences have come full circle with me in a couple of different ways uh people with near-death experiences talking about it but also uh a couple of weeks ago i had uh dr rick strassman on who was uh one of the first researchers in dimethyltryptamine dmt and what that is is a, a um something that is naturally a occurring in our body it's a hallucinogen and a a psychedelic drug if you smoke it if you you can get it from nature and smoke it but uh, it naturally occurs in our body and the reason we don't trip on it all the time like walk around in a psychedelic trip is because we have blockers in our body but he did all this uh, experimentation and research on uh, DMT and its connection to the pineal gland which seems to come back to what might trigger this this experience and so i'm looking at it from an angle where we might be able to reproduce it and uh, and my hypothesis here it's not a theory it's just a like a wild guess is that somehow the technique you use to, to get into this out of body experience somehow uh inhibits those what's blocking the dmt and which causes uh that very similar same exact experience as is described by people who have uh used dmt is uh they lose connection with their body they feel like they're out of their body and and disconnected from it. consciousness is not connected to the body uh so that's what I, i'm kind of guessing there is some connection there so if we could start by you telling me what exactly you think is going on with out-of-body uh, experiences?
1: Okay, well, um, <laughs> in my experience, um, out-of-body travel is a tool. It's a key to other worlds. Um, uh, what, what you're doing here, there's many, many different levels of the experience. I've been doing it for 34 years, and so what you're talking about when you are referring to people having the very beginning and basic experiences of separating from the body, being separated uh, spirit and form, uh, feeling the separation of consciousness from the body and all those things uh, floating around in the room, seeing their physical form from above on the bed. Those types of experiences are very elementary. Those are the very, very, very tip of the iceberg of what out-of-body travel has to provide for us out-of-body travel is a tool for transformation. It's for spiritual transformation. And it goes so far beyond that when a soul learns to cultivate the practice. And so, um, uh, that's a lot where my work will go and does go in my writing and in what I try to teach people how to do, because what happens is in the experiences, um, That you will have if you follow a prescribed program that is uh, going in this direction, is that you're going to be instructed by heaven itself. So you're going to be instructed as to your purpose here, the reason why you are incarnate here, and um, you're going to be directed step by step through your spiritual journey in this life. Really get to the core and the heart of why are you here? Why did you incarnate here? What do you need to overcome? accomplish do and you literally accelerate the spiritual the spiritual path the spiritual program that you came in to fulfill and so go ahead
0: no I, I'm listening I'm not I don't have anything to say. I mean I, I, I do want to know how it begins I mean so if I'm a raw beginner and I want to experience this again what I described uh, and I, I I totally get it that's that's a baby step. But that baby step is important, and I want to know how, how, how you get there and, and how you would teach somebody to
1: get there. Well, um, ironically, um, we, uh, I've been putting out uh, quite a few films in the last couple of years. We've put out five films, and the latest one we've put out is How to Have an Out-of-Body Experience. You can watch it for free at, um, on our YouTube channel, which is linked up at our website at outofbodytravel.org. All of our books, music, CDs, films, they're all downloadable for free. So if you go to the website, you can access all of our resources for free. Um, There are a lot of steps that you're going to follow, but a lot of them do come back to some of the very simple things that we've been told for the last five, 10,000 years by the prophets, saints, mystics, sages, and ascetics. In world religions and cultures from throughout the world which is prayer meditation spiritual reading a simple spiritual practice that is continued on a focused disciplined way towards a goal of higher attainment higher relationship with god and um, one of the things that i do always point out is in meditation i'm always encouraging people to be open to these longer periods That would be up to three hours at a period of time, because in the out-of-body travel state, you are trying to reach a much deeper state of consciousness than you are doing other things. And in order to get to that level, you do need the extra time, because what you're doing um, initially is trying to get to what we call the vibrational state. And um, the vibrational state is something that a lot of people with with out-of-body experiences have talked about, which occurs right before you're about to separate from, you know, form from spirit. The reason the vibrational spirit uh, does this is because when you enter into that vibration, what's happening actually is your consciousness, your conscious mind, your point of reference, Is going from your physical body, which is of a lower vibration, to a conscious realization of your physical vibration in the spiritual body, which is of a heightened frequency. So it feels like all of a sudden you're doing this, you know, shaking really, shaking very uncontrollably. You'll hear loud noises, you're going to hear voices. What this is. The sounds of the astral plane, the voices are the thoughts of humanity, which you have suddenly touched into. You can hear the thoughts that are radiating off of the planet. So what happens is literally a disconnect from the physical body to the spiritual body, and it creates this almost like volcanic eruption, you know, (laughs) and that's the vibrational state. But that vibrational state is pivotal in um, achieving an out-of-body experience in the very beginning. And I do have several books that I recommend to people. The first two would be Come to Wisdom's Door, How to Have an Out-of-Body Experience and The Mysteries of the Redemption, a treatise on out-of-body travel and mysticism. They work in two different ways. Come to Wisdom's Door literally outlines all of the details of everything you're going to experience, the blocks, the fears, the steps, all of the things that you're going to experience as you're coming towards uh, moving towards an out-of-body experience. The mysteries of the redemption is an experiential journey. And what happens with the mysteries of the redemption is that you're following this journey in sequence and you're watching the soul expand and grow and go higher and higher and higher And what happens is it's like you've opened a map to your inner psyche, your inner consciousness. And because it's made possible to your conscious mind, people start having um, spontaneous experiences just by the nature of presenting it to themselves. When I was writing that book, I was told that that would happen But what I've seen, you know, in the 25 some years since is that this actually is what happens, is that people start having the spontaneous experiences because they are being honed, they are being perfected, they are being prepared for the experiences by following this. And then all of a sudden it actually happens for many people spontaneously. So you're hitting it from those two angles, understanding the process which is come to wisdom's door, and then literally opening yourself up experientially.
0: I get that. There's a whole lot in that, and and I just want to say, first of all, uh, you talk about spontaneous experiences. Just listening to you, the th- can uh, talk about it, can create one of those experiences. But <laughs> you have you have to you have to realize for for people who are, uh, live a very grounded life a day-to-day existence the the kind of information that you just unloaded on me there is a a whole lot and that's that's really heavy and out there thinking so i think we need to kind of take a little step back here for people you know Uh, baby steps here uh because you you did mention god in there and i want to know if you can define what you mean by that because that that term can mean a whole that word can mean a whole lot of things to a whole lot of different people and depending on where you come from it and and this whole idea of religion i want to talk about too but i think you can't you can't mention the word god without defining it can you give me your uh what that means word means to you
1: I do think you can mention God without defining it, because I think every culture and every religion and every every um, every you know continent, every people has had their own conception of what God might be. Whether right. it's universal being, supreme being, universal consciousness, um, the creator, the creative spirit, or the creative field that which existed before all the rest, that which is the first cause, you know, (laughs) the first-
0: in, in your estimation, are they all talking about the same thing?
1: They are all talking about the same thing. The differences come in terms of the different understandings of who that might be, who he, she is, what that is, That's where you see that. And the reason it's so different is exactly going back to what you just said, mind dog, which is that when we look at things from this grounded perspective, we see things that way. But what happens in out-of-body travel is that we are challenged to be taken up to a higher thrust into a higher state of being where the comprehension of what that being is and how that being can encompass all of these ideas, many of these ideas, perhaps not every single one of them is correct, but many of them do come towards one another in a certain unity. It is only here on the ground that we are unable to see that there is an element of oneness to them all.
0: Uh Uh, that's a that's a real interesting take on it, but I I oh I come back to the idea that you know it the word can mean so many things to so many different people. That's why uh, it kind of does need some dif- definition. But uh, to and I don't want to be full Joe Rogan on this, and I'm sure you don't probably don't even know what that reference really means. But I don't uh, the, but the, okay. the, DM, the DMT <laughs> thing, uh, the ex- experience as you just uh, uh, described it is ri- especially the vibrational uh, aspect to it and, and the things that you mentioned in there. What's going on with this light? Um, that is exactly how uh, people who, who have uh, experienced DMT describe it, especially that vibration. They describe it as a rocket ship taking off. Yes. <laughs> and, and you're, it's you're like that, mind. yes. Uh, so this this is what's got me interested in it. So, but the science of it is w- because... You can go down the uh, mystical road on this and, and make it a, uh, you know, parasy- parapsycholo- parapsychology or any of that kind of uh, looks at what the experience is. But you can also take a scientific look at it. And I've been really interested in, um, like, quantum physics and, and all their take on some of this stuff because it, it I think it does tie into what you're talking to, uh, uh about here when they talk about uh, there is you know we're really just a sea of atoms and molecules and and basically in bi- vibration and all that kind of stuff but the idea that um, and with the slit uh, slit experiment the dual slit experiment where uh, they find out that waves and particles, Are just probability until the very last moment, which is a really mind-blowing concept. Like uh, you, you kind of think that we're we're you know the physical world as we know it is is real, and then you find out that it's really just uh, up to the last minute, all probability and outcome, and it, it things are decided haphazardly at the last second. But it seems to have an intelligence behind it. But that whole way of thinking seems to have some relevance or some. Uh, tied to this stuff have you kind of have you brought this to uh like quantum physics of quantum physicists and 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 done some real like grounded research in this that people can kind of uh you know equate it with with science rather than uh pseudoscience
1: well um yes um but but i guess there's two questions in there so i'll start with the first one okay but um (laughs) but the um Yes, I was involved with the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation for Research on Extraterrestrial Experiences for two years. I was an original board member. And one of the things that came out of that was a book that I wrote called The Hammer of Mysticism, an encyclopedic um, journey into mystical process, mystical and out-of-body travel processes and terms, which goes into the whole quantum physics questions. And, um, and I also did an article with Dr. Rudy Shield. a book called the change which is also available on my site it's also in another book that i wrote called out-of-body travel and mysticism uh, which is a primer on energetic law in out-of-body travel Um, and this uh, this idea of the quantum is very much a part and parcel of -of out-of-body experiences you know it goes beyond the the example that you gave is fantastic and then you know there's also the other examples where they've shown that particles are affected um, in really far regions when one particle is impacted here. And what is that showing us? That is showing us something that mystics, and I'm going to just quote Dr. Edgar Mitchell, um, who said, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, for those who may not remember him, he passed away a few years ago, was one of our astronauts who went to the moon. When he went to the moon, he had a Samadhi experience, which is one of those, very expanded mystical states of ecstasy in the space capsule and he had this mind expanding spiritual experience going to space when they entered beyond our atmosphere and he had a lot of different experiences i won't go into all of those right now and i don't know all of them either but um, but when he returned he spent a great deal of his life uh working on the psychic studies. You know, he put out a book called Psychic Exploration and a bunch of other books, but he also founded the Institute for Noetic Studies. He did a lot of research in the United States and in Russia regarding the things that were happening in the beginning ages of remote viewing and psychic uh, psychic development, the research that was being done by the governments themselves. And um, one of the things that he had said was that What he experienced in space was exactly what the mystics have been saying from the very beginning, which is that state. And so he spent his life wanting to find out more about that. And then when I had made contact with Dr. Rudy Shield, who was also with the same board, um, he had made some statements because they had brought me on board because... They said that what the quantum science is showing is that what the mystics have been saying for the last 5000 years is actually proving to be true in what they're discovering in quantum science now. Mm. So that's what they're finding is that what mystics have talked about even 5000 years ago in the consciousness states that they would seek and attain to are things that they can now prove scientifically. Um, Well, well,
0: yeah, and I I agree. And I think, and I say this a lot, because I think it's an, an important thing to kind of talk about is, for many years, for most of my life, and for thousands of years before my life, science and the idea of spirituality and all that kind of stuff were, Diametrically opposed, right? And they, they it was like science and and religion. And I don't uh, use religion because there's no other word for uh, belief, um, faith, all that kind of stuff. They were enemies. They, you know, science was trying to uh, working hard to disprove, um superstition is what they call what they call belief in anything so but now as as we come to the 21st century uh, here uh, we it seems that science is moving very close to religion we have things like simulation theory which basically is god at a computer making uh, up the world and which is why i think it, again uh, i'm harping on the idea of what god is but the idea that a lot of atheists hold on to and why they hold on to their atheism is the kind of fairy tale notion of an old man in the sky with a big white beard sitting on a cloud on a throne. And that sounds like childlike. And so that let's dismiss it all. And so I think it that that's why it's important to to kind of discuss the science part of it because it's not all just um the
1: science is absolutely important but one thing you have to always remember is that science is based on a three-dimensional scientific theory so so when you start moving into bringing the spiritual and the mystical realms into it we have to alter our scientific methods to contain five-dimensional and above because in the mystical fields in the out-of-body travel states you're literally talking about multi um, infinite numbers of dimensional realities. And all of these dimensional realities have different laws in effect of how they function, how they operate. And so we have to be able to move beyond our grounded three dimensional thinking if we want to understand what these things are. And you know, it's interesting that, you know, Religion and science may appear to be diametrically opposed, but in reality, they really have not been because the the nature of creation itself, the spirit animating the body, is all part of a greater science that we just have not yet grasped.
0: Yeah and when I say that I mean like uh, scientists, men of science, uh, being condemned by the church and 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 things like that from oh church.
1: yes well yes that's definitely happened over <laughs> the centuries for sure it, it,
2: yeah. and
1: we'll have i'm sure it'll keep happening because it happens you know but this is where um we have to be able to stand apart whether we're on the science side or the spiritual side and we have to meet in the middle and grasp hands because If we are coming together from a place of reasonableness, then we come together knowing that there is knowledge in that uniting, that it is not either or, it is both. Right. And so that is what we have to be able to do.
0: Well, um, now you mentioned remote viewing and I just want to know, is that a form of, of um, out-of-body travel in your... Uh, no.
1: It's, no, it's completely different than out-of-body travel. Um, wow. And they do both. Oh, very, very different. Remote viewing is a system that is... In t- it's actually more of a psychic system that is actually even more than psychic. It is based on accessing the subconscious mind to get to information that we are able to touch into ironically um, going back to what you spoke of about the quantum field remote viewing touches into that quantum field that that information is available to us every one of us individually through our subconscious mind and then there are other there are people who are better at it than others because they may have uh, innate psychic gifts that make them a little bit better at it but in reality what they have found in remote viewing is that it really is about touching into the subconscious mind's ability to touch into that field that field of being that field of life out of body travel is a completely different modality this is where you are literally leaving your body your physical body your spiritual body leaves the physical body and then you go into um To into the fourth realm, which is the astral plane, which is where astral travel and astral projection take place, because that's the astral realm. And then there are a series of portals that can take you to any number of places. So you can be going backwards, forwards, or parallel into time frames. You can be going into portals that take you into. Uh, mysteries initiations into the mysteries rights
0: do we lock up i think we locked up
1: you have portals that can take you into higher angelic hierarchies and realms you have portals that can take you into any number of heavens hells and purgatories um there are uh In the out-of-body travel state, and I think this is where there is a disconnect, and and I'm going to try to break that disconnect right here, getting out of your body is just the first step, and that in and of itself um, is just just a tool. Once you do that, the very next thing that will start happening is you will be approached by guardian angels, spiritual teachers... Um, you will start experiencing things from your own karmic past you'll start going to higher realms to purgatorial realms to lower realms you will start learning about energetic law you will start being shown the things about your own soul that you came to this world to look at and to overcome and to transform and that was your purpose for coming here so that you can actually pass through One of the reasons that I focus a lot in my writing on the ancient sacred texts that are written by the prophets, saints, mystics, sages, and ascetics from throughout time, from every religion and from every culture, they don't even have to be a religion, these are the old mystics, is because these are the souls who found the key. These are the ones who literally left in writing the secrets to what we need to achieve here in this realm in order to pass through it and graduate from it when we leave this life. And so there is this stairway of these steps of knowledge from earth to heaven that we can take in our journeying in the out-of-body travel state. It is so much faster than I think many people realize. And that's why, you know, reading the Mysteries of the Redemption helps because it opens up those worlds they realize wow that's just the tip of the iceberg getting out of my body is the tip of the iceberg less no. than the tip
0: i, I know I, I i'm sorry but i have to go full joe rogan here because if you- <laughs> If you listen to the DMT people, and I, I will, I will send some some examples your way uh, when I get a chance. But if you listen to their de- details of their experiences, it is exactly the same as what you just described it's beings okay. beings come to them they reveal their past their future they they uh they show you that you are not your body you are not the physical thing you are we are all energy they come down with a lesson for you guardian angels they've called them they, some of them call them uh, mechanical elves geometric geometric patterns uh of of just pure love that speak to you and define you but all those kind of things and and again, folks, I'm sorry to go full rogue here on the kind of idea that the bush that Moses came upon was a burnt a bush. And I, I forget the name of the, the, the actual bush it is, but it's common in the Middle East and it's full of DMT. And the smoke from that caused him to write down these tablets because God, he saw God come to him. For on a, a tremendous DMTI <laughs> to carve out these tablets, but the experience is exactly—I mean, from from all everything you just said—matches it almost like word for word. Okay. So So that, that's why I'm really intrigued if if somehow what's happening, uh, and I think it would be good if we could we could do, figure this out because we, we could reproduce it pretty instantly if we can find out the. Physical things that are allowing you to kind of get into that state where where you can travel from that. So that's just uh, and I, I'm sorry to go full full Rogan on you, but I got that's it. fine. But so explain to me now cuz so people want to know practice cuz practicality you use for this you you mentioned uses for it and things that you actually use it not uh, just I don't want to use the word therapy but maybe you could use therapy therapeutic or learning or uh spiritual growth how it, how what exactly do you do to kind of facilitate that what what is the experience of or and how would you use it in a practical method?
1: well it's it's Uh, the out-of-body experiences direct your path so you are instructed so you are shown things that you cannot see whether it's about yourself or about another person or about a situation Um, you're given energetic truths which is what is the actual truth as god might see it um, of an interaction or of something within yourself Can I? that is outside of uh what you might see based on your own limited views which we all have
0: right but if i'm sorry to interrupt you but it this is curious to me now you say seeing you're seeing actual visions or are you hearing when you say they they you're instructed or uh are you hearing words what is
2: It's
1: It's all of those things because you're, you're taken, you're taken, your full spirit is removed from your body. Then you are taken to another sphere or realm. Very often you have a spiritual teacher, a guardian angel, or a variety of these. Then you are often shown things. So either through visual, sometimes you're shown things energetically. The energetic truth shows you what is the true nature of an interaction you know, outside of your own interpretation, based on your own biases, your own beliefs, your own views. So you're shown what is the energetic truth in all of its purity. Purpose of that then is for you to go through a purification journey. And that purification journey is the reason we're here. Because we all come here because we have elements of good and evil still within us we are in what is called the third and fourth realm, the mortal spheres. These are purgatorial realms. Below us, we have darker realms. We have hell realms. We have lower realms. Above us, we have the realms of light, which have realms five and above, which have higher and higher gradations of light and higher and higher expressions of light. In order for us to actually achieve to those levels, we have to undergo this interior and very excruciating self-purification has to do with purifying our defects, the things that we might misperceive, the misperceptions that we have about God, about love, about life, um, about our own selves. You know, the things that we've held on to perhaps for many lifetimes, um, but those kinds of things are given to you in a variety of ways it's not something you can just you know it just happens like you can explain it really quickly sometimes you'll be taken to a city of light in the skies sometimes you'll be taken into ancient egypt to be shown something about uh something about the mysteries there something about the mysteries of the soul there Sometimes you'll be taken into different lifetimes of your own. So you can start seeing a pattern of behavior that has gotten you into trouble over and over and over again. And you're like, wow, I see it now. Look, I'm doing the same thing. And I'm about to do the same thing now here, or I've already done it a few times here. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then you are shown over and over and over again through the prayer, meditation, the spiritual reading, the study. And through the impetus that is given to you through the out-of-body travel experiences, that um, there is a path to purifying those elements and taking steps higher to higher thinking, to higher perceptions, to unjumbling the misperceptions that you might hold on to. It's a very beautiful process because it is a, it's a very non-judgmental process. But it's something that frees us up. It's a liberating process, which allows us to open the door to moving further and moving higher. And by that, by that, we make more things possible as we go towards the end of our lives here, rather than doing the same thing of karmically circling and just coming back and doing the same thing over and over and over again. We are doing what the prophets, saints, mystics, sages, and ascetics have laid out for us, which is here are some of the keys. Here are the keys to how I overcame this realm and prepared myself to go to the next. And that's what we're trying to uh, capture.
0: It's pretty heavy stuff for for a lot of people to absorb and I, you have to know that but um so let, let's break a little bit of this down because that that was a lot of stuff there um first of all you you've mentioned uh, past lives kind of in in a very quick way you kind of went over that Do you believe in reincarnation
1: i do yes
0: okay. um, and and so with uh, out of body travel, how often do you practice it?
1: Um, I experience it very regularly now, um, probably three or four times a week. Um, In uh, the early days, it can happen very, uh, you know, spuriously, you know, um, you can have an experience and then it might be weeks or months before you have another one. And then you can have periods where it becomes very active and then it becomes very dry for periods of time and then it suddenly comes back. They come in episodic periods. and um, so it it really depends on the stage of life that you're in. Uh, because it's a normal part of the uh, mystical life that there will be ebbs and flows.
0: Is it always with intention, or does it happen without intention sometimes?
1: <laughs> well, you know, in in my case, it uh, it definitely started, you know, unintentionally. And it came upon me spontaneously, and a lot of people have Did that. You freak
0: out? I mean, the,
1: the first time I was afraid, and be, <laughs> and part of that happens with people because um, sometimes they're afraid that they've died yeah. because they they are out of their body, and they're like, "Oh no," you know. Um, but it's also just this. Um, there's just this fear because it's just it's a very powerful experience. When you enter into the vibrational state, it's really, really intense, um, very powerful. You're dealing with the possibility of what happened? Did I die in my sleep? Um, Did something happen here? Then it's like, okay, well, what am I going to encounter? You know, the very second time it happened, I had asked in prayer for um, protection. I had asked, I told, you know, I talked in my prayers to God about how I was afraid And I asked for help. And then the second time it happened, I was surrounded on both sides with three, three um completely made-of-light angels, three really majestic angels on each side who walked me through the whole process. And so the second time was entirely peaceful, and I wasn't afraid at all. It was really beautiful. Um, and so there were a lot of things that we can do, and a lot of things help us just by understanding what these things are. A lot of people do have spontaneous experiences. A lot of people experience the sleep paralysis, which is part of the experience as well. It helps people when they understand what these things are, what they're a part of, the process that they're undergoing, so that they can move through them with less fear. And then also realize that they can be utilized for something that has A much greater purpose. And it's, you know, that it it is something that really enhances people's lives. They gain a lot of peace from uh, from the experiences. They go through a lot of self-reflection. A lot of the things that uh, many of us might spend years, you know, trying to resolve for ourselves, we can resolve so much quicker. And why? It's because we get right to it. You know, we aren't messing around with all the things that we do to tell us, oh no, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. So we get right to it. We go to the energetic truth. We're taken into what is the truth of the matter. We might not be real happy about feeling our own accountability for certain things at that moment. But what that does by taking us right to the heart of it is it accelerates us a great deal because then we can, we know exactly what we need to look at what we need to identify and what we need to overcome. So we're not like dilly dallying around the issues for years at a time, we get right to the core of it. And so that accelerates people a great deal, helps people to get to the heart of the matter. It helps people to put a great big focus right on their goal, which is they are seeking to find and get to the heart of God. Whatever somebody might call that, whether it's universal being, the source, they are trying to find the meaning of their life. They're trying to find the purpose of their existence and they find it because this is one of the best, um, most profound keys to getting right to why are you here and what did you come here to do? What are you here to overcome, accomplish, attain to so that when you finish here, that you will be able to move on to the next step rather than having to go back and do it again and again and again
0: well uh you you, you bring too many thoughts that i uh, things that i need to know about and not enough time and time is one of the things that I, I that came to mind here when you talk about accelerating it, the concept of cell, of acceleration is dependent on the concept of time. So when you're doing this thing, is there time? And it's time. Do you experience time when you're doing the out of body travel? And uh, when you're done with it, is there a difference in you know? Can you tell me how long a, a typical session uh, an out-of-body experience might last so uh, you look at a clock beforehand and after it's to know in grounded time the time that we all experience how much time actually took place and then what happened to you while you were doing it was there any time at all i know that's complicated but
2: can you well, explain it to me?
1: You can have you can have experiences <laughs> that last you know literally just seconds and that is often the case for people when they're beginning especially but you also can have experiences that last an hour or two hours and then you can have experiences and these are not uncommon at all where people can literally experience what seems like days or weeks but they come back and it's just a few hours or even sometimes a half an hour after uh, they left and part of the reason this is the case is in first of all when you're in the out-of-body travel state you are in a different time continuum. So first of all, when you enter into certain types of realms in the out-of-body spheres, you enter a state called timelessness. When you go into the initiations, into the mysteries and the rites of passage, you will travel all of those in timelessness, which which is the worlds where time is no more. So it's all irrelevant there. But then you're also able to travel backwards, forwards, and perpendicularly along the timeline. So you may go back in time to visit a previous period in your own history um, for a reason. There may be something you need to see, but you even have opportunities at times to go forward in time, either within your own life here, this particular life, or in other lifetimes, future lifetimes. And there's parallel existences, lifetimes that exist on other timelines in the same type of time frame It is, it seems very complicated, but this is what we get back to, you know, when we first talked about how, um, you know, that we talked about how the religions appear to be so different because people put their ideas on them, but that when you understand them from this higher energetic plane, they all come together. There is a certain unity. There is a huge unity in all existence. When you are in the out of body travel spheres, there are these beautiful realms that you go to where you are literally just in these wondrous fields of being. And it's not, um,
0: it sounds great it's it sounds like who wouldn't want to do this and i think you know i'm not glorifying drug use here in any way youtube or anybody else out there but this is the reason why people turn to psychedelics and things like that is to try to uh have the kind of experience that you're describing uh, because and it seems like a you know training well mode. and yes
1: and if i could <laughs> if i could just comment on that just for a moment and sure. like this particular one you're talking about dmt i am not familiar with i i would have to look up more about that but i am familiar with psychedelics and um the main thing i would say is that i have always been instructed in the out-of-body travel state by the teachers that have come to me that it is always better to achieve these states naturally of course and um The reason why here is, you know, one of the things about using drugs or psychedelics is that you are literally um, exposing yourself to a whole series of unknowns. Um, You could have a good trip, a bad trip or something, anything, because the drugs themselves are impacting your physiology. They are literally impacting your physiology. When you are learning to cultivate the out-of-body experience in the manners that I'm speaking of, you are doing so with the cooperation of your own spiritual guardians, your guardian angels, the teachers who work with you, and it is being done from spirit and brought down to you. So the experiences that come to you then are actually choreographed specifically for what you need, what you need to understand, learn, and do in order to grow in this sphere in the way that you set out to do before you incarnate it here. Whereas when you introduce a foreign body or drug or whatever substance, you are trying to uh, artificially stimulate it in a entirely different way. And so you are taking some risks there. And yes, right. people can have beautiful experiences on those Uh, things. And I can understand why people might be tempted to say, well, let's just see if this will do it. Is it a shortcut? But, you know, it really isn't a shortcut because what you're going to find is that there are very simple methods whereby a soul can seek this out. And, you know, for those who really want to know, well, what are they? We have the film. You can watch it on our YouTube channel for free. And I take you through all of it. It's a full feature length. Yes. There's
0: no question in my mind. Given the choice, can if we you could take this pill or do it or do it naturally, nine out of ten people I think, or even more, would choose the natural one. No doubt about it. It's it's this idea that uh, oh, I can't do that, <laughs> I, and and that's what I want to ask you about. Because if, if you say uh, that is our life or our purpose is to go through this purification, why have why do so few people do it and and, and be able to do it?
1: You mean out of body travel or go through yeah, the purification?
0: Yeah, well, out of body travel. Why? Why? You know, if if it's because for the purification is part of that out of body, uh, tra- or the out of body travel is part of that purification thing, right? Is what, what facilitates it. So, if that's our reason for being here, why do so many people go experience out of body travel? Why so few people?
1: Well, first of all, I would I would I would challenge that conclusion, which is just that. But you know, and I mean, part of that's just because I, because of who who I am and what I do, I hear from all the people who do it. So, in my experience, there's a lot oh. of people experiencing this oh. out there. But then, but then we- to to go right back to your question, I would say that the primary reasons would be that we have the same conditions on our planet that we've always had, which is that nine tenths of humanity is very much caught up on the ground very much caught up on earthly and worldly matters. So you're always going to have that fringe element, those souls that have realized and had this awakening moment where I'm here for a reason, I must discover why, you know, and those are your seekers, you know what I mean? And those people are always considered a little bit of the oddballs, the ones who kind of stand out a little bit, but they're a little bit more in the minority already. Um, As to why they're not already experiencing it, there are a lot of elements in our world that discourage that from happening. And it's not, um, not anyone or anything in particular, it's the way that we live. You know, we have a lot of noise, we have a lot of distractions, we have a lot of uh, uh, secular types of things that are telling us that These things don't matter. The spiritual life um, is unimportant. Uh, We have a whole movement now that wants to get rid of God and say God doesn't exist. And so then you have a whole bunch of people that are shutting off to that right there. But, you know, the biggest thing is, is noise, distraction. Um, You know, all the things that keep people from having that quiet moment, that quiet time where God can reach down and man can reach up and they can meet. So for instance, I'll just give you a little example, like St. Patrick, you know, Ireland, St. Patrick. Yes. So he was born into a rich family in Rome and he was learning all sorts of things. He was supposed to take over a wealthy estate. What happens? He gets taken uh, a prisoner by Irish uh, slavers. He ends up in Ireland. He's put in charge of the sheep on a mountain. What happens? He's alone on a mountain in utter silence with a bunch of sheep. And over time, what happens? The silence opens this gateway and St. Patrick starts having this communication with the divine. You see, because that silence, that lack of noise All of the clatter that our world provides, ironically, even our technology that we are we can (laughs) utilize it for good. We can utilize it for things that distract us. You know, we have tons of worldly distractions, whether it's shopping malls, cities, movies, everything. We have messages in in our media that are constantly pushing us away from the idea of there being a higher ideal that we should be seeking that there is something greater that we were put on this earth to accomplish. And so what happens is we are squished, squished down below that line of demarcation. So you start out with just that the nature, the nature of humanity has always been that those who are seekers are always in the minority anyway. You're looking at your top 10%, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. And then that top 10% is fighting against noise, distractions, worldviews, all of these things that are pushing them away. And the more we can't hear, the more we can't receive, the less likely these things are to happen to us. But there are very simple things that every single person can do to increase Our receptivity to the divine, to these fields of being, to this uh, great cosmic creation that brought all of us into being, that is able, wants to, can, and will instruct each of us individually. What is so interesting and very fascinating about the experience that I have seen is that in my readers who have also then become avid out-of-body travelers and very fluent ones we see the very same things happening we see the very same types of things unfold and we see this very beautiful process where it is choreographed for every single person so every person who enters into this journey they're not taken to see what I saw or whatever they are shown what they need to see. They are shown what they have experienced in their own past lifetimes. They are shown what they need to be doing in their incarnation. There is this beautiful simplicity of how uh, this oneness of all life does operate within each and every one of us when we are quiet enough to allow it to descend And for us to hear it. And so that is part of what it is, you know, but there's more to it. But you can get that in all of our resources, which are free, you know. (laughs) The link is
0: in the description, by the way. It's outofbodytravel.org, but the link is in the description to make it easy for you. You don't have to go looking for it.
1: Uh, yes.
0: We kind of just scratched the surface here. I mean, uh, my mind is still kind of uh, blown back in the beginning of this conversation, but I'm still trying to catch up because there's so many things you said here. Unfortunately, we don't have all the time in the world, but uh, it's it's a really fascinating conversation. But I'll just because uh, uh, one thing I did want to ask you about was the Colonel Mitchell thing. Would that be the same answer for why so uh so few at least in my perception so few people experience this uh he was one of uh one of now hundreds of astronauts who have who've gone into space but it it triggered that experience for him but not, as far as i know no other astronauts have talked about uh that kind of kundalini or whatever kind of experience you talked about uh him having uh would it, would your answer be the same for that is that that noise issue
1: for dr edgar mitchell for, for
0: why why so why any of all the other astronauts haven't experienced what he experienced
1: well my understanding was that some of them had according to dr edgar mitchell oh, really? and you know in his um in his um uh, in his uh uh Well, in his, no, in his (laughs) words, in what he would have, what he would had talked about, you know, they're not allowed to talk about a lot of different things after their space missions. And, but what I understood from what he had shared uh, was that others had, but they were keeping quiet about it, just like other things, you know, uh, whether it has to do with uh, contact with extraterrestrial craft in space or the bases on the moon, things like that. These are all things that they have to sign things and they're supposed to keep quiet about. Um, as to Dr. Edgar Mitchell's experience particularly, my understanding was that all the astronauts that were with him went through this at the same time. And wow. then, the but the thing that's interesting about that is what that tells me is that there was something that happens or happened for them at some point when they crossed our atmosphere into a certain line of demarcation in space, something mystically happened there. And so for him, this is different, you know, because of his unique life experience that I cannot explain, but I think that it's relevant to point out that something happened when they left the Earth's atmosphere And interestingly enough, in my experiences, when you are traveling to like the heavenly spheres, you travel through the galactic heavens. You travel through a black hole to actually enter into the first of the heavenly realms. So, you know, there is a galactic element to these travels. There are still many, many more mysteries to be revealed yet to come to all of us, you know. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> and that so is,
0: I, that's one thing I take. That's my big takeaway from today. There are lots of mysteries <laughs> that still come. Uh, yes,
1: yeah, and if I could, I'd just like to make a, a little announcement. Go ahead, uh, let pe- let people know um, the Mysteries of the Redemption, a treatise on out of body travel and mysticism, and its sequels is now in development with Ubiquity Entertainment and the assistant director of the Lord of the Rings and uh, Lisa Menzel and Kevin Collum, we are going to be building it into a feature film series. And I think this will be a very great opportunity for people to have these worlds brought to them face-to-face and the messages and the real meaning behind them and what does this mean for us and how we can harness this in our daily lives to accelerate our spiritual adventure our spiritual progression in this world is going to become available to us in a new way in a visual way i'm very excited about it i thank all of them for being a part of it and and stay tuned for you know updates on that. Congratulations
0: on that. So if people want to find out and 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 keep in, stay informed on it, uh, is there a newsletter or something on the website that they they sign up for to keep? You
1: can keep- definitely sign up for our newsletter, um, which is on the website. There's a sign up form and join all our social networks. We announce everything that's happening there. And in the meantime, we still have all of these uh, documentary films that will get you started. Uh, we have, you know, how to have an out of body experience, but you can also learn the grand phases of the soul, the stairway from earth to heaven. We have a film on the initiations into the mysteries and at the feet of the masters. Uh, the road to Armageddon, a spiritual documentary, is also available. You can watch all of those for free at our wow. YouTube channel. And this kind of uh, these things will help you to dive deep into what we've been talking about together which I really appreciate your patience on this, my dog. It's been great.
0: <laughs> no, thank, thank you. Uh, and outofbodytravel.org, again, is the uh, is the website. I just wish you wouldn't have ma- uh, mentioned Armageddon because I was I was kind of inspired, but, but that kind of stuff freaks me out.
1: <laughs> no. Well, The Road to Armageddon <laughs> is actually a film about the personal transformation in the soul. Ironically, <laughs> originally, they were going to call the film Into the Mystic, uh, they oh. changed the title at the last minute, but they're talking about Man the Mars. personal, the <laughs> personal transformation that we each make on an individual soul level
0: i would have preferred into the mystic i like that you know, i, I liked
1: know, it better <laughs> too but we, well, we do work with what we got right, yeah,
0: right. <laughs> well, well thank you for this i i gotta have you back sometime because there's there's so much more i want to talk to you about this i think we just scratch, scratched the surface i'm going to check out the website the how to have the astral uh out of body i call it an astral projection out of body uh travel experience uh I, i'm going to check it out and then uh, hopefully we'll get you back sometime I would that'd really be
1: great i would love to come back thank Thank you for having
0: me thank you and, and congratulations and good luck and stay well until we meet again
1: until we meet again
0: Bye, you banana. too marilyn news uh folks uh wow mind blown uh i wonder if your mind's blown too listen i want to i want to find out if i'm right or i'm wrong about this i because i was jumping to a conclusion there because when i said so few people have had this experience That's a conclusion that I'm just jumping to. I don't have any scientific data to back that up. But I know over the next uh, 30 to 40 days, about 50,000 people will have downloaded the audio on this. So if you got to this part, (laughs) I want to know, you can write to me. Let me know if you've had one of these experiences or, or experience that you think might have been out-of-body experience uh, let me know about it write to me at info at minddogtv.com info at minddogtv.com. my show for tonight has been canceled by the guest uh, who's gonna have to reschedule uh so i'm off tonight so uh we have no show for tonight next show is gonna be wednesday night at 8 p.m with with adam lippi uh he's got me watching some foreign film I think we're, this is probably going to be our last At the Movies with Adam. Just happy to still have our YouTube channel <laughs> after, after uh, last night's scare. Uh, so I thank you for coming today. I'd love to hear uh, your feedback on today's program. And until next time, I'm Matt Knappoff with TV Podcast. Thanks for coming. Have a great night. Bye for now.
2: To me listen to me, now. Listen to, listen me, to me now listen to me listen to me listen to me now listen to me listen to me listen to me now listen to me listen to me listen to me now